Welcome to the Trainer Life Podcast. My name is Danielle Harrison, and I am a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist. And I've been in the fitness industry in New York City for over 10 years. I've learned a lot and met some amazing people along the way. So if you were always curious about the ins and outs of the industry from a woman's perspective, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into this week's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Trainer Life Podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back and joining me today. So as always, let's get that admin out of the way first. If you have comments, questions, concerns, feedback, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. You can email me at thetrainerlife at gmail.com. In the subject line, please put podcast or DM me at thetrainerlifepodcast on Instagram. Let me know topics, opinions, conversations, healthy dialogue, guests you may want me to have, anything to that nature. And I would just love to interact and kind of just get to know everybody more. All right. So let's just kind of go into today's topic. So if you follow me on Instagram, shameless plug, you know, follow me on Instagram at The Trainer Life and my podcast page at The Trainer Life Podcast. And one thing I've really been heavy on discussing on my page lately with my post is warming up. It is essential to warm up and cool down properly after a workout. And one of the things is I know it's so hard to do that because we're in such a rush. We feel like, you know, the conditioning portion of um, our workout is really the conditioning strength training portion of our workout, cardiovascular, whatever your programming might be or whatever you're doing that day is really, you know, the meat and the potatoes of the workout. And that is what we focus on. And sometimes we'll let other things slip through the cracks, like our dynamic warm ups, our static stretching, our cool downs and things to that nature. I actually, funny story, did that the other day. So I'm over here preaching, you know, warm up, everybody, warm up. And I got to work one day and I just kind of wanted to get my workout out of the way. I wanted to be super efficient. I was like, okay, I have things to do. I've got a lot of stuff on my plate for today. So I ended up, um, (laughs) so what I did was I skipped my warm up on chest day. I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, well, you know, I work out for a living. I'll be totally fine. You, it'll be okay. Just this one time. Do you know, I went to go do a bench press. I was fine. I was fine. I went to go do my last set. And when I tell you my elbow, I hit like, it was like a nerve. It wasn't a muscle. It definitely was like a nerve in my elbow. And it was, my body was like, absolutely no, no, ma'am, no. And I literally like got went to a sticking point and I was able to get the bar up but I definitely felt pain in my elbow and I kind of in my head was like mm-hmm. and this is because you are not practicing what you're preaching you're out here telling you know clients and uh, people who take my classes and things like that you know go ahead and make sure you um, stretch and you, you know, do your warm up and you do your flexibility training and I'm over here not doing it. And God was like, Hmm, let me, let me put you in your place, little girl, because you have to do exactly what you are telling students and clients and friends and anybody who is into fitness to do. So I definitely think that was a humbling experience. It definitely made me know that I do not skip my warm up. I normally never skip a leg day warm up when I, it's leg day. I 
um, will never skip that warm up. Upper body day, I kind of try and like skirt my way through it. I haven't been recently just because I've been dealing with some back pain, just more like stress pain than anything um, working out related. But I know now that I even if I have to shorten the amount of time for my body, my programming and what I know my needs are, I need a minimum of a certain amount of exercises, a certain amount of time. And again, if I'm dealing with any pains, imbalances, anything to that nature, then they need to be addressed prior to my lift. Otherwise, the other the other day when I, you know, felt that nerve pain in my elbow, I literally couldn't move on. Like I tried, I was like, okay, like pressing overhead didn't hurt. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go do some push presses or strict uh, military presses. I did like one set. I was good. I went for the next set. It hurt. So I was like, all right, uh, Danielle back in the day would have totally just pushed through, worried about the pain later. And every time I have done that in my life, I have regretted it because it has ended up being so much worse. Um, so it did it annoy me and frustrate me because I ended up having to stop my workout and I wasn't able to get my workout in that day. Um, I totally could have gone and done something else, but I just unfortunately didn't have the time. So I could have gone and done cardio. I had done legs the day prior. I maybe could have done some core work, but just because of me trying to kind of work around the pain, I, I'd taken up all my time. So my workout ended up being cut short, not happening, but I am very proud that I decided at this stage of my life to listen to my body, stop and be like, okay, I'm going to come back tomorrow um, and do maybe I haven't, I didn't go back to chess, but I definitely worked out. And yeah, so that's, that's what we call growth. Love that for me. <laughs> do you have a story where you used to, you know, be this whole badass in training? And then now if you're a seasoned trainer or someone who avidly works out, you're like, oh, I felt that. And you know what? Old me would push through smarter, more wiser me knows I'm going to hold off. If you have a similar feeling story, anything like that, I would love to hear it. All right. So like I said, I'm long winded to tell you about warming up, stretching and the positive benefits that it can have on your workout. So the information that I'm getting today that we're going to be focusing on is the American College of Sports Medicine um, guidelines for exercise testing and prescription. So this focuses this book is mainly for people with um, special populations, uh, kind of like last week's episode, but it does give the same information for warming up cooling down with little you know caveats in there if it's a chronically ill person heart heart attack diabetes pregnancy things like that but the overall information about benefits of flexibility warming up dynamic stretching and things like that work for pretty much all groups so um the warm-up so i'm just going to pull some of the data and everything from the uh, textbook i use this textbook in my master's program so if anybody has any issue with it, comments, questions, concerns, you'll let me know. I'm doing my best to remember to link things in the bio um, if you would like to look at this book. This is also the book that is used for the exercise physiologist exam. All right, cool. So uh, let's go into the book. Each single exercise session should be designed with a training goal in mind and include some type of conditioning exercise preceded by a movement-specific warm-up. Flexibility exercise may also be incorporated into a training session, either before or after the conditioning exercise, and it might be separately. 
What they've noticed is that warming up and flexibility help improve range of motion and can enhance muscular coordination. So these are the reasons that we want to in- implement warming up, flexibility training. Again, we don't have to be regimented and super strict about it. It can be put in in different portions of the workout, but we want to make sure that it is a focus and a priority. And just from personal experience, working with clients with different issues, injuries, and surgeries, it's the warm up at minimum is what we cannot skip. Flexibility, if I have clients who are under a time crunch, who are very busy in business or parents or both in just life, then I kind of have a set uh, cool down that my clients know, even people in my class know, like if my class runs over, I've got back-to-back classes. I go, guys, you know what, what we know the cool down we're doing? Downward facing dogs, pedaling up at our feet, cat cows, and some laterals. And me, if it was, uh, you know, very high upper body work, then we're going to do um, nice, tall lengthening for those uh, lat muscles in those backs. So when you work with people or you teach classes and your students or clients kind of know you and know your rhythm, they will start to know what you're talking about. Be like, you know, you know what flexibility to do you know what this is you I need you to do three rounds for me sometime today all right so uh moving back into the book the warm-up or initiation phase is what we call a transitional phase that allows the body to uh kind of alter to the physiological changes that are soon to take place in the workout uh the bio- biomechanical changes and the bioenergetic demands for specific exercises that will be done that day. So for example, you know, if it's a leg day, then you might do some overhead squats with no weight. You might do some sumo squats, some deep squats, get that range of motion and get the body prepped and prepared. Uh, The book also says that light to moderate intensity um, activities specific to the muscle groups that will be uh, employed during exercise. So warming up is a benefit. I always say in my classes that when we are warming up, I go look at the warmups we're utilizing because you're going to see these same movement patterns in the workout. So don't just think that a, a warmup is all hunky-dory, la-di-da. A warmup should be specific to the muscle groups that are going to be utilized in that programming for that day. Um, when we, t- there are different types of warmups. There such as dynamic warm-ups, which are mainly for large muscle groups. Um, they're superior to static flexibility exercise for the purpose of enhancing the performance of the cardiorespiratory endurance, aerobic exercise, sports or resistance exercise, especially activities that are for long durations of time with um, many repetitions. So this means anything, you know, when you're in that endurance phase of training, anything usually above 15 repetitions would be considered you're in an endurance phase of training anything that is aerobic which means with oxygen um is also considered that anything that is anaerobic which means without oxygen which would be more like sprinting the this is not but again warming up is warming up uh the conditioning phase of training which is the actual workout uh portion of the exercise program may last anywhere you know between that's your that's your meat and your potatoes so that depending on your warm-up oh my god where is my words today it's actually late when i'm (laughs) recording this uh regarding the length of your workout it can be the meat and potatoes of the workout which we call the conditioning phase can be anywhere from 45 minutes to 50 minutes 
that is where the real work happens, what we all kind of focus on. Then your cool down should be have a um, limited impact on improving your psychobiological markers of recovery. That was a big word. <laughs> So, um, but the cool downs help the body to return to its near resting levels. So volume, oxygen consumed per unit time. So your VO2, your heart rate after exercise session and low to moderate intensity flexibility exercises, such as static stretching may also be performed during a cool down phase to help your physiological state kind of come down. So this is also utilized during um, what would I call it? Sprints. So I teach a a class where we sprint. And one of the biggest thing about sprints is do not jump the rails. And what jumping the rails means, you're in a sprint, you're in a sprint, and you're in a sprint, and you go boom, and you just hop off. Well, that pulls blood to the leg. So there's a very specific reason that, you know, we say don't jump the rails, like run it down. So same kind of concept, running the body down allows that physiological state and your heart and your blood to kind of slow down together. That's why we do that. So I'm kind of trying to bridge this mentally. We want that in the strength and conditioning phase it's almost our way of running down the treadmill we want to stretch we want to be flexible we want to get that cool down so we bring that body down to be like okay we're no longer working out we're no longer at that high intensity so i kind of hope i bridged the gap there that might have not worked worked let me know so flexibility or the ability to move through a joint's range of motion has been considered a component of fitness and therefore it can be included in prescriptions. So that is part of the book. Stretching major muscle groups seem to have a global flexibility effect on the body. Joint range of motion can be improved immediately after performing stretching exercises and has shown chronic improvements after about three to four weeks of regular stretching two to three times per week. Uh, it also, the overall goal of a flexibility program should be to develop range of motion in major joints, muscles, tendon groups in accordance with individualized goals. Flexibility along with cardiovascular work, muscular work, and abdominal work uh, minimizing mobility deficit helps to minimize mobility deficits experienced with aging and therefore should be considered as part of a prescription an exercise prescription program there are about i would say five to six different modes of flexibility and they come down to ballistic methods dynamic and slow moving static stretching active static passive static and proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation which is an um you we use a lot in the fitness industry especially oh in rehabs which is pnf this is a method that takes several forms, but typically involves the isometric contraction of the selected muscles, tendon groups, followed by a static stretch of the same group. So there are different types of flexibility exercises and things you can do, and this all should be dependent on your client and their needs. So if you are a personal trainer listening, or if you are just an avid fitness person, then your flexibility should focus on cooling down straight stretching and lengthening out the muscles that might have been utilized in that workout so i know if it's a day where we may be doing goblet squats or sumos we might want to do a nice 
good deep squat at the end of the session or maybe a pigeon pose or something to that nature just to kind of a figure four is one I do a lot um, in after a sprinting class because those hip flexor muscles, those glutes, we really just kind of want to lengthen them out and make sure they're stretched properly. And also the calf muscles. So when I am coaching a class, a sprinting class, then the calf muscles are something that I think are so important and vital to be stretched post-class. Before the class, yes, but post-class also. I always say in my classes, I don't want any Charlie horses or sore, you know, muscles on my name, or at least try to, to the best of my ability, make sure that everybody's lengthened, heart rates are down, blood is flowing through the body, but we're just kind of letting the body know, hey, the workout is over, we can breathe, and we can relax. And let's see, what else is there that I wanted to tell you about stretching? Uh, So we'll break down a few more. So when it comes to ballistic methods, this is more of a movement that you go through back and forth, as well as active stretching, is holding the stretch position using the strength of the agonist muscle, which means the biggest muscle, and it is highly used in yoga. Passive static stretching involves assuming a position while holding a limb or other part of the body. So I actually took a yoga class today and we did a lot of passive static stretching. I was in a pigeon pose. I was in a quad stretch and it was literally just holding it there. It was amazing. Definitely my mental fortitude was tested because I was like, I am ready to let go. But I didn't and I'm so glad I didn't. I feel like I'm two inches taller. Uh, Dynamic stretching can elevate core temperature, which leads to increased neuromuscular conduction and compliance with enzymatic activity, which may accelerate energy production. So all we're seeing here are the benefits that flexibility, dynamic stretching, warming up can do for the body. And for me, one of the biggest uh, points is that it can really kind of help us with injury. And it also helps facilitate the workout so that we have more optimal benefits in what we're doing. All right. So I don't want to throw a bunch of just words at you today, but that's what I wanted to let everybody know, especially after, you know, I had my do as I say, not as I do moment this past week with my own warming up and being humbled to be in a position where this is why we stretch this is why we have a warm-up this is why we have flexibility this is why this portion of our workout is just as important as you know the conditioning phase the whatever your focus is in your programming this is just as important so you know what sometimes our hiccups our failures our mistakes are our greatest teachers and our greatest lessons and it definitely was for me so let me know what do you have a specific warm-up that you do for whatever workout you're doing that day are you just going through the motions of a warm-up or if it's an upper body day do you have a specific upper body warm-up if it's Do you even get a little bit more uh, finite than that? Like if it's back day, you warm up like this. If it's chest and arms, you warm up. Do you have a shoulder movement for legs? What's your leg warm up? Do you do the same movements all the time? Or have you ever tried to make the movements specific to that day's programming? And if you haven't, 
maybe you should try. So if you're normally doing walking lunges with weight, maybe warm up with some static lunges, with some reverse lunges, some laterals, things to that nature. So again, our warm-ups want to be, they almost want to be a lower intensity version of the workout that's coming, but slower in tempo with more intentionality, again, warmth, elongation, activation. Those are all the things we want to be thinking about when we're warming up. And with those, with flexibility, we're thinking again about range of motion, slow stretches for the muscles and the tendons. And we don't want to be in pain, but have a sense of almost mild discomfort. So again, stretching can improve that range of motion. It decreases our neural inhibition, musculoskeletal tendinosis it, um, unit and stiffness. So that's that stiff muscles. And it also helps us just get acclimated to that range of motion uh, in our body. So let me know what your warm up looks like, your cool down, your flexibility. And if you don't incorporate it, what can you do? to incorporate it what can we take five minutes ten minutes uh ten minutes on that warm-up maybe three minutes on the cool down and flexibility and if you have any questions or you need help with that please never hesitate to let me know i've spent you know 15 years of my life uh just trying to help people make fitness a part of their everyday life and whatever that may look like in your life because everybody is so different our lives are different our commitments and obligations are different but when you can kind of get into a rhythm and make it more of a part of your life as opposed to an obligation, it can literally be a game changer in everything. And that's the whole point of the trainer life. So I hope you all have a wonderful evening. I'm recording this in the evening. Might be day, might be night. I don't know. Might be sipping a glass of wine or driving in your car. Either way, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know if you have any questions, topics you want to hear about. Otherwise, you're going to drink your water, you're going to eat your veggies, and you're going to live your best life. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I'll see you later, everybody. Bye! Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Trainer Life. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And I will see you all next week. Have a great day, everybody.